Hello everyone, this is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Elazar Green from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and Franklin and Marshall College for part two of the podcast, Making Your Year-End Mailing a Success, and more specifically, how to write a letter properly and how to personalize it enough to get a much greater response. I would like to begin by thanking our sponsors, Sassman Jewelers, The Smetana Group, Jumpsuit Commerce, and Machon Stam. Thank you for making the podcast available to all shluchim. Um, another tip I have, uh, or, or it's kind of related to the story. Um, there, there's a, I forgot the guy's name who wrote this book, but there's a, there's a saying that if if there was one puppy in Darfur, obviously this is here to a different audience, but if there was one puppy in Darfur, then there wouldn't be any troubles there anymore. Because one story about one puppy would enrage everybody. Um, an example that happened more recently, the, that the gorilla who was killed, what's the guy's name? The gorilla was killed because right. the kid was in the pit. But I forgot the gorilla's name. But everyone was, was we, for this, this poor gorilla, the entire United States was, 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 was talking about it. Why? Because it's one gorilla. It's one, you know how many gorillas are in the United States that, that for whatever reason, aren't, don't get fed or, or not taken care of properly or whatever. But this one gorilla became like the poster child for all gorillas everywhere. The, the point is this. When you are able to isolate and illustrate a story that's happening from your Chabad house, that's much, much more impressive than statistics. So this is exceptionally um, important for small Chabad houses who often are, they, they feel that their numbers are not worth bragging about on a piece of paper, don't worry about it. You don't have to brag about your numbers. All you have to do is come up with a really nice story of how you changed someone's life. One person. You don't need to have numbers. The same thing also. If you're at a really big Chabad house, you don't fall into the trap of talking about how many people come to your events, how many people you serve. You need to find one story about one person and make it about make your letter about that person, and that will uh, touch hearts and minds everywhere. All right. For example, like just to make it even more practical, Shlia could have uh, twenty college students at their Shabbos table on a Friday night, or another Shlia could have seven kids in their Hebrew school. But and if you write about the twenty college students, or even about the hundred college students, it won't touch someone as much as sharing how this student coming to your house on Friday night changed their Yiddish guy forever and so on, like meaning how it turned their life exactly. around or helped them exactly. out. Exactly. And I'll go on to say that it's, that it's even more effective than saying you had a 1,000 students. But our, our brains can't process numbers more than three. So saying you had a 1,000 students at, at your dinner is, 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 not, is not as impressive as the beautiful story of how you changed one person's life. So I'm not saying to leave out the thousand. You can put that number in there if it's impressive, but your main focus of the letter has to be one person, one story, one illustration of how you, of, of what you're doing. I know there's another thing, Elazar, that you've talked about, um, and I think it will be great for Shluchim to hear about in the letter. A lot of times Shluchim like to write about themselves. We do this, or I do this, or um, support us, and so on. Um, and you have a theory about that. What is the theory that you have about that? 
again, I want to reiterate, my theories are not my theories. I'm, everything I'm saying, everything I've, that I've been coaching Shlokum, I've been rewriting the letters, is based on, on work research that I've done and read and, and studied. Not, these are not my theories, because my general approach to fundraising has to be, I don't want, I don't want my bike swara, I don't want to be responsible that my bike swara, you know, caused whatever to your split. That's not, that's not what I want. I want to be able to offer the, the cutting edge research and the, and the scientific studies as to what the best approach is to, to fundraising and communication. So specifically in, in the area that you're talking about, and I touched on this in the last call, you need to be, you need to make sure that the person you're writing to finds themselves in a letter. So if you're writing a letter and the letter is full of, I have done this and I have done that and we do this and we do that and we have served this and we, we help them and we, we are doing everything and we are doing it. Now we need this amount of money. So there's too many we's there and too many I's there and not enough use. So instead of saying we's and I's, try if you can to change it to use. You have done this or you help do this. When you donate or when you give a gift to Chabad, you accomplish this and you do that. And you, you find them, make sure the, the, the prospective donor finds themselves in the letter. Because as we all know, everyone loves to speak about themselves. And if there's, if there's a letter about themselves, they'll love to read it. If there's a letter about you, i.e. the, the shliach, it, it's, it's less attractive to, real, to read. The other thing I wanted to say um, is that if you do mention your, the word I, and it's hard not to, at least once or twice, try very hard to make it connect to a, an emotion. It's a feeling. I was terrified. I was so humble. I was, make sure to put it to emotion because people relate to emotions and emotions make you feel real, make you feel like a person, make you look like a person, make you look real. And it, it causes people to relate to that, uh, to relate to you much better than just, uh, I have done this and now you need to give me money. You mentioned in the last podcast that we shouldn't be mistaken that the point of these letters is just to raise the money that comes in from this, the mass mailing. Um, you mentioned that the goal is that when someone sends in $36 or someone sends in $180 out of the blue, that this is really there to show you that this person is raising their hand and saying, I want to support your organization, and there should really be a follow-up. So I know that could be a whole discussion for itself, but I am, I am curious. What would be your next step with someone? What would the next step be? for someone who just randomly from your mailing list sent in a donation for $36 or $100 or $180? So the first um, the first part of my answer is going to be that if you're interested, you should attend my workshop at the Kinnis on Sunday in the Lotera where I'll be talking about exactly the system of fundraising and what every nonprofit does in the United States successfully, if they are successful, um, in order to, 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 to be a nonprofit that, that raises money and, and operates the way normal nonprofits do. It's a system everyone uses, and this is part of the system. But to answer specifically your question, the next step would be, if somebody gives a donation, which is out of character for either the campaign, which means if most people are sending in $180, and this guy sent in $500 or $1,000, 
so it's out of character for the campaign that you're running, or if it's out of character for them, if the person never sends anything, and all of a sudden now they send $180, that is worth a meeting, a phone call. That's worth a get-together. And and you and during this get, you call them up and say, hello, John, I want you to know that I so appreciated your donation of $180. I was pleasantly surprised, and I'd love to meet with you over coffee to thank you in person and, and uh, to discuss, you know, important Jewish topics. And the point, the point of this is you're going to get to know him better, and, and, and you're going to find out why he gave the $180. And is there any more oil there? And as you create a relationship, because that's the ultimate goal is people are able to give more, you should create a relationship with them, you will, you will, I mean, it's Hashem, add someone who's able to give a larger level. By the way, it's, it's fascinating how you mentioned that, that when you call them up and say, one of the things you say is, and, I will, and to speak with you about important Jewish topics. That sounds like a, it's an important thing because um, you, don't, you, don't, like, you don't want to say and to, talk, to discuss with you about your future support, obviously. Um, and uh, you do want to have some meaningful conversations and you, like, you want to say why you're meeting. But this is, this is, is, it, is it because it's vague enough but it's it's intriguing enough that um, they would uh, that, that that they'll be okay with it. I, I, it is vague enough. You can't you can't go from pushing pushing pushing. You can't keep asking for more and more money. Um, if pressed on what exactly the Jewish topics are, I would I would probably say you know there's a host of Jewish causes that that we are invested in, and I'd love to know where you would like your donation to go, and I'd also like to get to know you a little bit better. If they press me on what exactly I want to talk about, that I would say something along those lines. And, and the point is to make this meeting around them. To make this me this is about them. And when you're in front of the, when you meet with them, you are hypersensitive, listening to what they care about, what their, who their family is, what they care about, you know, and, and anything else about them that you can find common ground and you can build a relationship with. So, for example, if during the meeting a person says, oh, I don't really do emails, you know, as you, you, for whatever reason, you talk about different ways of communication and it says, oh, I I read emails once a week, that is a perfect opportunity to say, oh, I'd love to be in touch with you. Um, Can you give me your cell phone and maybe we can text? Or a person says, I don't really text. They go, wonderful. You know, what number should I call to get in touch with you? My point is to be hypersensitive to everything he tells you so you can use that information to build uh, continuing kasher. Shuliach is coming back. They come back from the kinos. It's already December. They didn't even write a letter yet. What, what, what would you recommend? Yeah? I recommend get on it. That's what I recommend. <laughs> bear in mind, bear, bear in mind that, that a, a letter, a mailing, is one of the most effective ways that we invite people to participate. And the shliach's job is not to fundraise a lot of money from a lot of people. The shliach's job is to fundraise a lot of money from a few people. That is really what fundraising is all about. So how do you find these few people? One of the best ways is to find them amongst your own donors. And the only way you're, they're going to pick up their hands and say, I'm like someone who can give more on a more substantial level, is if you continually invite them. 
one of the ways of inviting them is through a letter. So if you skip out your end-of-year campaign, when historically in the United States, this is the most biggest week of giving in the, of the entire year, you are, you are literally leaving not just money on the table, but opportunities for people to say, hello, I'm here, I want to help you, let's, let's do this. Um, in regards to overwhelming, this, this is, I, in my opinion, this is the formula for a very effective letter. Don't start writing a letter. What you do is you start thinking, figuring out a story. What have you done that touched you or that touched the person? Write that story down. Around that story, you can build a letter. But if you start with the letter, dear so-and-so, that you're going you're to get all caught up with the nitty-gritty of the letter and the whole heart of the letter you're going to miss. Start with the heart. Start with the story. And uh, you can build a letter around it. And, of course, thanks, Zoe, thanks to your podcast, a bunch of people have been emailing me their letters and I've been helping them. And so far, everyone's been very happy and, and pleased with uh, my editing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so that's what I would advise. Find your story. Write it down and then build it, build your letter around it. Um, by the way, one of the places where you see you know this whole thing about you know numbers and this and that is uh, Melech Tzibel. Um, you know you you could talk about how he was a mashpia for thousands of bacharim in uh, in Morristown. Um, wouldn't 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 make an impact. But you hear you read the stories, you know. I want to tell you a couple of things about Ramela. First of all, I was in Yeshiva. I went to Base Mother Jamarastown for two years. And I don't know if he did, if he, how long he did this for. But he, I think he had, a, he had a list of Bachram, and he made sure to meet with every single Bachar, you know, as many times as he could. So he'd go, he'd go through the list personally. He would meet in his office for 15, 20 minutes, and then, you know, go on to the next Bachar. And as he did this, as he completed the, each rotation, he went on and he did it again. So I was there for two years. So I've met with him probably six or seven times, just you know, personally in his office. And I don't know if I don't know if um, if he continued doing it or if it was just my years or whatever. But he, he probably was. It was his thing. So um, those meetings, I'll, I'll never forget the things he told me and things he asked about, and and uh, just just was very 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 personal. Um, the other things. I'll tell you, just about Melech, there are stories, and this I didn't witness firsthand, but I heard from, from guys who grew up in Morristown. There's one, one Bacher, then it was a Bacher, uh, went with him to buy a hat. And it says that Melech didn't even look in the mirror. Like, he put a hat on his head, and he goes, oh, it's good. And he, and he, <laughs> that was, that was it. That was his hat buying. He left. So that, that was just a, an interesting. Uh, the other thing is, um, somebody once found a scrap of Seamus, just without a page number, just a few words, just a, like a scrap of paper, and it was torn out from the page, and and you couldn't tell which book it came from even. So he brought it to Melech and said, "Can you tell me where it comes from?" So Melech first. Got like kind of like oh, I'm just get away from me. Like what do you what do you bother me for? I got you know. But the guy said no no no. I really want to put it back in the safer. I really want the safer to be whole. And, and, and I said, I'm not joking. I'm serious. I was wondering if you maybe you knew. Maybe, but so then he told them which safer it comes from. <laughs> Imagine the you know it's it just yeah. Get in this. 
I, I see. I think the Nakuda, I think the Nakuda that Melech had such a personal impact on so many, so many Bachrim with just a few personal, small moments where the Bachar felt there's just you and me and, and the Melech took a, a real strong interest in whatever the Bachar was doing or learning or whatever it is. I think that speaks volumes as, as to, I hate to say this when it comes to marketing because it's such a, I almost want to put like a separation there. But in the marketing, the power of personalization, the power of, of, of spending time one-on-one is, is tremendous. And obviously, Malik didn't do it to market. He did it because out of true love and care and concern for the Bachram. And uh, Halavai really reached a level where we love and care and concern every single one of our people, that when we spend a little bit of time with them, not about money. It's really about their, about the ruchnias. It's about their advancing. Yeah, halavai. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Thank you, Rabbi Elazar Green, for sharing with Shluchim about your hatzlacha and unique approach to a year to year end mailing. We really appreciate your time. Again, my pleasure. Interested in hearing more about fundraising and so forth? I am giving a session during yes. the kinnis on Sunday, and you can look for it Whoa. in your kinnis. This is Dovi Shapiro, and I would like to take this opportunity to thank all the shluchim who constantly give me ideas of shluchim to interview. If, if you know a shliach who is successful in a specific area or has an idea to share with other shluchim, please email me, let me know, or if you yourself have something you would like to share with other shluchim that could help other shluchim and their shluchim, please let me know. Make it a great week.